0: This is Robin Lawton, and I'm so glad to be with you today on the Overflow podcast, sitting in for our great Sally Peavy, who is amazing. She's
1: amazing. amazing.
0: Uh, I have some great guests with me today. I have Pastor Vernon. Good morning, y'all. I have Pastor Ryan.
1: Hello, Robin. How are you today? And
0: I have the <laughs> Liam Adair, who is built differently.
1: And I'm back.
0: And he's back.
1: <laughs> by popular so, demand. Yeah, by popular demand. Also, we had someone call out last minute, so sorry. <laughs> It's all right. Uh Six six man of the year. Humility.
0: But who's the favorite (laughs) sub? So no, I'm super excited to have y'all here today. Um, We had a great Sunday this past week um, in our House of Miracles Bring It Home series. It was community and there was a lot of talk about serving and we are going to get into that in a little bit. We loved the way things went on Sunday. But let's start with stories. Anybody have a story they'd like to share?
2: I have a story, Robin.
0: Please share.
2: Um, The past Sunday, the 28th, was the first NRS of the year. It started back up after having the summer off. Um, And it was just a cool, cool Sunday. Um, We had, I believe, 108 students come to the first one, which I think is the most that have been at NRS since before COVID. Um, So that's a cool thing to see that hopefully that ministry is is coming up again. And um, I can remember back when I was in middle school and I was in NRS, we had— probably 150 to 200 students mm-hmm. there every, every week. And so um, that'll be cool as we can work our way back up to that. And it's just cool to see that um, in the same way that God is moving here on Sunday mornings and the adults through the adult services. Um, we had a really cool night on Sunday as well with the students. And um, we've been singing that song, Same God. And it's mm-hmm. just cool to see it's it's the same God that is that is working in the adults and that is working in the students. And so um, you guys can continue praying for the students that, you know, that they would continue to grow um, in their faith and that they would just uh, depend on God and and put their faith in Jesus um, as they grow up and grow older.
0: I feel like it's so clear that God is working in our students, you know, even on Sunday mornings, I feel like, I think the students are actually leading the adults in certain ways and worship wise. And so I'm not Mm -hmm. surprised that you're seeing really Good fruit yeah, in the we
1: mentioned college. that last week. But that mm-hmm. is so cool to see. I mean, yeah. just our students out there. Did you post that same God picture? I did. I just saw like it. that was two a seconds telling. ago. That was a banging, banger song. A it is song, a banger song. A banger, a song that's a banger.
2: Song that is indeed a banger. a
1: Banger. Um, I have some stories, or Please. just one. I am just so I, overwhelmed in a good way is the best word. I don't know. It's just man. We're just—I just feel like our church is in a great spot right now, you know. And it's just—and uh, if, if you listen to this podcast, don't go to our church. I mean, just please continue to pray for us that we keep our mind focused on Christ mm-hmm. and Christ alone. But mm-hmm. I mean, Liam mentioned the students and on Sunday services they were just incredible. Um, again, the Lord's just doing work in the lives of people, students, kids, adults. Growth groups are opening up, which is completely jam-packed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just—it's a great season for us right now, you know. And and I think it's—I'll say this too—is um. When the great season in the church, we know that the devil is going to try to attack too. Mm -hmm. And last week, I don't know if y'all felt this, it just felt heavy um, over multiple things. Mm -hmm. And we always look at the negative things about that, but it's like, you know what? He's attacking because he knows what the future looks like, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. lives coming to know Jesus. So, it's a it's a good and bad thing. But yeah, I just feel good um, about where our church is. Um, and I also have a question. Sally loves questions. I don't know if y'all know this. That's her I know favorite this is thing. her favorite part
0: to start. Yeah.
1: So
3: is it going to be the same question?
1: You just no, it's a it's a different oh, okay. one. That was right. that was pre podcast oh, okay. question, but uh, <laughs> to lighten the mood after talking about the enemy, um, here's the question. Ready? When you wake up in the morning, would you rather? immediately dark like a dog. What did I just say? (laughs) Bark like a dog. Dark like a bog. Or moo like a cow.
2: Hmm. What kind of dog? Big dog, small dog?
1: You know what? I'll leave that up to interpretation.
0: I like a little high pitchy, you know, like the... uh, I kind of like that. But the idea of mooing. Yeah. uh, feels really good when you that's, wake up in the morning. Up, yeah.
4: What a I feel like point. that
2: fits the morning oh, better. I feel like yes. if you the wake up and your dog's mood. barking, yes. I feel like that's annoying. Move. Nobody wants to hear dogs. barking in the morning. Yeah. I feel like barking's for the afternoons. You know, we, we start exactly. our three o'clock freestyles.
1: Exactly. We're like, boop, boop. Yeah. You know, oh, we're getting in. Exactly. That's DMX style right there. Yes, yes sir. Yes. Robin, Moving this one's for you and then we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> um, What is the one food that you refuse to share? We love food questions. That's why I said I'm not,
0: so so. So here's me like I am a very generous person, and if I'm eating something delicious, I will let you have a bite at the beginning. What you may never have is the last bite. Ooh, like, it's facts! A, it's a thing. Yeah, like give you so your first fruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Biblical. a little teeny tiny bite of my <laughs> even pizza ice cream, I will share like a little bit at the beginning, but don't come near me at the end.
1: What is pizza ice cream?
0: Well, just any combination pizza. Those are my two favorite foods in the whole world. Oh, okay. So I will even pizza flavor.
1: I thought you meant like you know how there's like fruit pizza, sun
0: dried tomato. Yeah, I thought it was like sun dried tomato ice cream, maybe
1: maybe um, maybe there's there's um, a lot of different ice cream out there
0: there are so like I could be flexible but I will share anything with you on the front end but if you yeah. come near me towards the end you will get your hands left. have you nice.
3: ever given the like last it. bite no the,
0: not I, no, even my I children agree. no yeah. there's nobody I love I will share in the front if you want it yeah. like, that's yeah. fair yeah. like I am generous but at the mm. end
1: you're right there, there's something about the last bite you know, I uh, used to eat peanut butter and jellies like in a circle, mm-hmm. basically, so that the last bite is the center of the bread. It's always the best. Mm. Yes, it's and it's and it's I'd mildly toasted, not too mm. toasted, but mm. just enough to be a little firm. Mm. And uh, yeah, I would slap somebody if they took my last bite. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anybody? Anything else? For on? me,
2: it's just it's just any food. I'm not really, I'm not really a share with food because I get my serving size that's right for me. You so did. if I'm giving it away. It's less. And then I'm still hungry afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you can get, like, people are capable. Of, they have hands. They have feet. Get your own mm. food. Yeah, hands see. and feet the... of Christ.
1: Jess. Oh. 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 Marriage <laughs> <Paris laughs> <Calvary> counseling. <confusion. laughs> dia- we're we're going to start day! that soon. Okay. <ương>
3: <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like I'll be a little bit of the opposite. And it's because I start feeling guilty by the midway through. that I'm like, shoot, I got to give someone. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if that's I mean, you did just preach a
1: sermon about... Yeah, serving no. others, oh, No. loving your brother—that's that's good. You are well. Even when I go, go out, like it's the
0: food, if I don't want to eat everything on my plate, I ask for the box first, and I remove the food that I want to bring home first because I want to eat it all. Like, mm. if you ever see me in a restaurant and you see me go tongue to the plate, don't be surprised. Like, <laughs> I will lick that thing clean. In uh, the end, I've never so, seen that. Yeah, but so, I can't well, wait to because I, I have enough manners not to do it in front of other people. But,
1: <laughs> yeah. But there are things uh, that
0: happen at home that should be never yeah. spoken of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> this for, is why I don't get invited on the yes. podcast. Uh, <laughs> thank you for
1: entertaining me. Um, Sally couldn't say no, so I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. That oh, was my no, story. Oh, no. The main story was about the church. We're doing, we're doing good right
3: well, now. Well, no, I mean, in, in lines with that, yeah, we, I mean, you know, I think God is just moving um, here at the church. And, you know, we say it all the time, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect church, but I think we just want we just want to be obedient to God's word. And I think God's blessing that. But also too, just to even show a story for me just this past Sunday with the the whole serving um push. It was encouraging, not just, well, I guess from inside the church, obviously we have a need within the children's ministry for more individuals to serve. And I'm not mistaken. I think six, six individuals um uh, filled out the interest card to oh, take, cool. you know, next steps to serve within the children's ministry, but also too, the partner ministries that we're serving with on the serve day Um, from tender hearts. I think there were 40 spots. There's 50 spots for the warehouse. 40 of those were already taken up Um, for the garden part. That's already filled up Palmetto women's center. Again, there weren't many, but still they were all filled up. In fact, a little bit more than what the actual spots um, allowed. And then uh, for the hearts and hammers ministry, um, I think there was 40 individuals that expressed interest or willing to, you know, help serve that uh, whenever there's going to be a need for seniors or, uh, single moms within our church so um, I, that's one thing about New River all we said mm-hmm. man we are a very generous church and people are willing to serve and yeah. I thank God for that
1: well yeah. we're going to talk about generosity this week so yeah. I hope that mm-hmm. same mentality comes when we talk about finances yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> amen uh, it's a joke y'all
0: it's a joke y'all uh, we had a adult singles meet and greet this Sunday out on the patio, and um, even Michelle uh, Neiman, who we love, shout out to Michelle. She does such a great yeah. job. But Wah-wah-wah. she she emailed me yesterday <laughs> and said that like it was just what she needed. Like God just gave her so much encouragement. We um, have like little cards that we've now made for the singles ministry. She gave them all out. So just um, just to see that, and just just as a, a way for even for those of you who are listening, we have a young adult ministry for students Mm -hmm. like 18 up somewhere to about 30 and then our adult singles kicks in. But, uh, in the last year we've built seeds for those ministries and they're growing and it's just, the need is there. So even if you're listening and you know someone in any of those age groups on up Mm -hmm. that are looking to make connections with people who want to do life together, um, that's just something that's available out there. So just so excited. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's such a different need than, um, People who are coupled off and married off, it's a different thing. And such beautiful things have gone on there, and we're just grateful for it. It's about friendship, people mm-hmm. who want to go to the movies, people who want to go on a boat, people who want to hang out together and build their lives around
1: Christ. So it it's is, a beautiful thing. It has been so cool to see, because, yeah, you're right, the young adult ministry started, and it I don't know how many exactly were in there, but even just seeing the camaraderie that they have, they hang out on Sundays together, sit in the services together, worship together. It's so cool to see that. And then, yes, on the singles ministry, they, they hung out at the pergola for a long time. Time. and there was a lot of people mm-hmm. it was just so cool to see plus it filled that space and just created the environment to be welcome and and fun and exciting so that that was very cool to see so yeah you're right
0: yeah so great things are happening here all all around so yeah super exciting all right, let's turn ourselves towards this past Sunday sermon and um, some of the things that we did. Great job this Sunday, Vernon. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for um, all you shared about serving and um, and tell us anything specific for you outstanding you want to talk about today. Did
1: you get any letters from Walmart? <laughs> or no, they no, I didn't send you any? What's that Jamama. mean? Or in Mama? Oh. No, <laughs> oh. He was yeah, joking yeah, about Walmart. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, no, I didn't get any letters. Didn't get a few this. Somebody's like, hey, one of the managers from Walmart uh just walked out the church. Someone
4: told me that. <laughs> like,
3: yeah. oh yeah. No. Hey, no hey, listen, no shade on Walmart. In fact, actually, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, joke. no. It was, it was a joke. No, it was a joke. Was like, <laughs> hey. Oh, no. I would have called him like, I'm hey, so sorry. You. No.
1: Man, uh, I, think I love Walmart. Yeah. Like no, donate. I thank God
3: for Walmart. It's just it's just a bastard. Uh there is
1: a huge by the way, when yeah. you were describing and he was joking, I and mean, we we know that it wasn't anything bad. But I was like, "I'm sorry if y'all don't agree, but that is spot on. That is a spot on description of what just happened. I'm a Publix fan too, uh, so but we I do go to Walmart to for like all the other stuff that's not food. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I True. ain't buying food from there. I'm wearing yeah.
2: a Walmart shirt right now. Yeah. I
1: only wear Walmart and New River merch. Come on, Amen, okay.
3: Brother. Let's go. Now look, a lot of the non-perishable items I will get from Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But well, well,
2: not everyone can. Ford, public, such as people like myself, you'll get there. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a Walmart, Foodline, MVP Rewards kind of oh, guy. Listen, right. yeah. If you um, look at my
3: receipts on the public for the public's receipts, it says you saved thirty dollars mm-hmm. here or twenty seven dollars here. I barely buy anything at full price in publics. Okay, promise. Bogo's, <laughs> yes. Bogos. But
1: you know yes. you made it when you can shop at public. So you'll get True. there. <laughs> True. Oh
0: my gosh, don't miss it. this. This is why <laughs> I, next I'm week we're talking about generosity. generosity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, everything in one place I can buy like clothes I can buy mascara yeah. I can buy grapes yeah. I love Walmart I, yeah. it's
1: just the produce I yeah, don't know I'm sorry yeah. I just go to Publix
0: yeah a, I mean it's a mix and yeah. jalapeno poppers are, what, I buy these little tomatoes at Walmart they're really really good I won't even tell you what kind they are because people will buy because you know how that is there are certain things at yeah. Walmart that you buy and if other people find out about them like they're not wait on the are they the True. ones in
1: like the clear thing and they're like this big mm-hmm. oh yeah I think oh. they're I know. They're
0: called cherubs. Yeah, I buy them every like week. Like the angels? Yes. I bought like, them last yeah. night. And I bought other kinds. The other from kinds the are not as good. But those mm-hmm. ones are, and I mm-hmm. bought those kinds at BJ's, and they're not as good from BJ's as they are from Walmart.
1: They've been there. So, you know, Walmart
0: mm-hmm. insider tip.
3: Well, I saw mm-hmm. a couple walking out of Publix this past weekend, and who you know they were at church, and I said, I knew you guys were Christians. So, <laughs> I just...
1: Um, <laughs> You
2: know, I will say every time I go into Publix, it is like a new River reunion
1: in there. Mm. It is. Yeah. You got to wear is. a hat and just run. That's why we talked about this before. I don't dodge people, but it's also like, I know what I'm doing. I got my list. I'm ready to roll. I want to get home and eat. But anyway, Ryan is determined. Yeah. He really yeah. I'm like, too sorry. Too
0: famous now. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I am just you.
0: But you are well known at this yeah. point. Little famous. Little yeah. Lake, Little Lake Wiley famous. He, he, now, he said, said that I said that. Yeah,
1: now I have to deflect. Brennan, you did so good. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> now, what was Sunday?
3: Oh yeah. No, I mean I think um, <clears throat> I just uh, I think the whole and I shared this in staff meeting yesterday too. Um, I love that we all are a team. You know, we all as a staff are a team, and all those who serve within the church. It just I love the the family feel. I mean, we are a body, um, I and mean, everyone has that sense of belonging. But no, I think. Um, the Lord is just continuing to draw hearts to Himself and and activating that through by serving others. And so, um, yeah, I I I thank God for and I look forward to where, you know, things are going to continue to go in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. all mm-hmm. that with the serving. Yeah. So mean, um, you talked about this word opportunity and you mm-hmm. told us what it was in the Greek. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about? Can you explain that again? Yeah,
3: yeah, sure. Uh, so I mean, yeah, kind of as I shared before, there's the the sense that general sense where we know the word opportunity is like, okay, when something comes about, then, you know, hop on and that kind of thing. But in the Greek, it does take it a little bit further. Um, It has more so the idea of a a fixed um, set period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's not this momentous thing. It's not, um, you know, know, a moment here and a moment there. It's no, it's more so like it's your very life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, when Paul says, as um uh, we have opportunity do good to all, but especially to those of the household of faith, it's like listen, our very lives is the opportunity we have to serve God and to serve others so of course, there may be seasons in our life where we may be a little tired or things like that, or we have we need some refreshing, we don't want to get burnt out, things like that. I understand that, <clears throat> but it's the it's the idea of rather than saying, okay, um you know once a year I'm going to serve or mm-hmm. um you know, when I get here, I'll do this. And, when, and it's like, no, no, no. If you're able to serve now, serve. This is your very life. Our very lives is the foundation upon which service to God is built. And so I, I just find that very, that in the Greek, Brings about much more than mm-hmm. what we have. In so our, instead of yeah.
0: like it falls into your lap, so you do it. More like mm-hmm. make space in your life
1: yeah. for Amen.
0: service.
4: Amen. I love
1: Amen. that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we talked yeah. about something this morning. Where I was just talking to a bunch of guys, and it's like if you, the guy, it was it was John Yaden actually yeah. leading a Bible study this morning, wow. and he made a great point. Uh, he actually talked about Louis Gigli. Gigli- Say the name. Mm-hmm. Giglia, yeah. yes. Sorry. And the the message you did on Don't Let the Devil Have a Seat at Your Table, which we actually have the book down there. Anyway, his point was we always make excuses about our lives are so busy, which I get that they are, but his point was, all right, so today, write down what you did yesterday. Like, just write down, so so your life is so busy, so what did you do? And he was like, his point was, yes, you probably did a lot of work. Yes, you probably spent time with family, but don't say your life is busy when most of it you probably can't remember because it's spent on your phone Uh or the TV or the computer. And then it's like, Wait a second! Like we're so consumed by what we want to do, and it 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 comes off in our minds like we're busy, but in reality, it's wasted time right. when it could be spent doing something good for yourself, reading the Word of God, mm. but or for somebody mm. else uh, that was serving. So There's that was a good true. thing that, that stuck out to me this morning: is write down, challenge yourself, wow. write down today what you did yesterday. And measured up against what you could be doing, and look at all the wasted time um, wow. that you spend on. Yeah, I've been he using that word.
0: The word in my yeah. life right now is margin. When I lived in New mm. York, yeah. we have shoulders in New mm. York. So like when you go off the road, there is a whole lane next to you that your car can go in. Here, when I moved to South Carolina, my kids began driving. I realized the side of the road were ditches. Yeah, we have. Bumps. When they would go yeah. from Lake Wiley to Clover High School. <laughs> And so, if you don't have margin in mm-hmm. your life, like for to be able to pull off to the side and do mm-hmm. that, when your life goes off, you fall in the ditch. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think even you know, when people mm-hmm. want to talk, you can't stay and talk to them because you don't have time to do that, and that's mm-hmm. what margin. Buys. And so That's even good. a lot of, even as we talk about serving, like you talked so much specifically, we have ministries that we're working with, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but there are so many times to serve or talk to mm-hmm. someone or encourage them or even send an encouraging text. Yeah. And we can't do mm-hmm. it because we don't have this margin. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't have any room if things don't go according to schedule.
1: Good yeah. Boy. First off, that was a fire Robinism. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. If you think about that. And yeah, you mentioned that too. Uh, well, on God Sunday. always
0: drags me through the things I'm, I just tell you the things <laughs> he's already yeah. trying yeah. to Teach me. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what he showed yeah. me, by the way. But yeah, you I mean, and Vern, you touched on this. Just in those moments when the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, Brandon Peavy used to say this too, just send a text or just call or just do something. Mm-hmm. You never know why God's putting that person on your heart in that moment. Um, I had a, I had someone call me last night, and I, I missed it, but he left a voicemail. And it was just the, the perfect time when I'm just, relaxing and hanging out mm-hmm. just to just share man praying for you and thank you or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like man the lord impressed on him to say something to me and it impacted me in ways that he would never understand so oh, just yeah. follow the the draw of the holy spirit serve somebody it's right. not always physical just send a, a loving text or something exactly you know? and you touched on all, on some of that too even with hospitality was that me then uh, Did like I say the it? week before or did you I, say it
3: I'm not even sure what we're talking about right now, but uh, I do know, maybe let me, but what I'm referring to is... Holy spirit just led. The Holy Spirit-led, exactly. Mm. Is the... And, and what Robin's pointing out, too, just the creating the margin, but sometimes there's a... Uh, a stepping down or a stepping aside or, a ste- you know, in order or, yes. or a re- you know, I mean, to reevaluate mm. to add the things that we really need. Mm. So sometimes subtract- subtraction actually looks like addition, you know what I mean? Or a uh, taking away for something mm. is actually bringing about something, you know, it's a replacing of something uh, for that, which is good. And so I think, um, yeah, the whole which kind of leads into the whole. The point of never retiring. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and again, like I said, it's not from our I think you got applause
0: work. in that one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was in second service. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, explain more about that. Yeah, I mean,
3: like I said, when i have never forget it when I said it <laughs> in the morning, um, you know, during our run through, and uh one of the worship leaders, Chris, you know, of course, oh, yeah. love him. He's so funny. He's like, Well, what about my 401k? I was like, you know, we keep our 401k. Come on now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, we thank God for that. But no, so we retire. We may retire from our physical work or that which we've been doing for many years, but we never retire from doing the work of the Lord. We never retire from ministry. We never retire from serving Jesus. And in fact, if anything, if we have more time on our hands, we should actually be serving Jesus more. Mm-hmm. And when I see individuals that do retire and they, they um, uh, are using now the time that they didn't have now to serve others more, it is such a beautiful picture. And I think that's the way God's you know, called us to do it. Yeah. Hey, make your money, have fun, but still glorify God in the process. Who do we know in a race that—I mean, Paul literally gives our lives as an example in a race. He said, you know, to run in such a way as to win the prize, mm-hmm. right? And who do we know in the middle of a race retires? Nobody, mm-hmm. unless you're like my son who dances out on the soccer field when the ball goes by. I'm sure some <laughs> of us can relate to that. But we, we don't retire yeah. in the ministry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's, very last that's important to note yeah. that yes, you retire from your career mm-hmm. or or whatever it is you kind of do as your maybe vocation for your life, but you do not retire from your calling, right? And yeah. I think that's what uh is getting at when he says the opportunity is the whole life. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, that's the calling of a Christian, mm-hmm. and I think so many times, um, when it comes to serving others, we can almost see it as. You know, oh, we're adding one more thing onto our plate. We almost maybe see it as a burden or something that's, um, kind of weighing us down. When as as you mentioned, it's a freedom to serve, not to serve yourself, but a freedom to serve others, and um, and that is the calling. And you have to view it as an opportunity. It's not a um, oh, I have to do this because oh God, God tells right. me to. It's no, I get to do this Amen. because of what Christ has done Ooh, for me. Yes, that's good. Yes. I will
1: say too, with the, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. But even if you're at the place right now where it does feel almost like a burden, let's be honest, sometimes it does feel like a burden. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those things that God will continue to develop a part and a passion for you if you just submit, yeah, right? It's it's all so about good. that faith. Lord, I don't, uh, just be, be honest with you, he knows, Lord, I don't want to do this today, but just help me. Just let me get through this. And then that's over so time, good. it'll yeah, develop true. that passion. So I was watching, on, I'm not trying to switch subjects, but it kind of goes along with this. There was some Thing I was watching, and it was this pastor talking about. It was a quick little video about when we stand in line, if you will. He tried to paint the picture standing in line at the Great White Judgment Throne. I which, saw this video. Uh, oh, you did. If you're
2: standing behind Paul. Paul. Okay. Yeah, yes, oh, I saw his video. All
1: right. So I couldn't. Determining that quicker time is his theology correct because there's only a short snippet of it. But anyway, yeah, like, here's his point. <laughs> a 32 second video. Yeah, here's his point where you're standing behind Paul, and let's just say like Paul turns around is like, Hey man, what's up? like, what's your name? Like Paul talks like that. But anyway, and then he's like, I'm so and so, and Paul's like, Oh, what did you do? Like, how are you? Do- how did he? He's like, What, what did yeah, you do? he's like, what did, do? what did you do for like the sake of the gospel? Yeah, what did you do for Christ? And he's like, Oh, yeah, I mean, I went to church, you know. And um, there's this one time I sang this cool song, and there was an altar call, so I went down front, and Paul's like. Yeah, but what'd you do for Christ? Like, what what did you? How did you serve? And uh, the guy somewhere in Paul's like, yeah, I went um, a couple missionary trips, got, no, I uh, got shipwrecked, stoned, I got stoned yeah, got beaten, um, was in jail. But what'd you do? So, and his point was not to demean, sure. but his point was to say, it's not just about going to church, it's mm-hmm. not just about singing songs, it's about serving other people for the glory of God. Amen. And tie that back into your message where you read a couple of these verses. Now, these you didn't necessarily focus on. Mm-hmm. But I was just reading them on Galatians 6. Just listen to this. This is exactly yeah. what that guy was saying. Don't be deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap, because the one who sows to his flesh, the ones who feel feed his internal desires, his fleshly desires, will reap corruption from the flesh. Mm. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Yeah. I mean, it, th- those are should be the verses we live mm-hmm. by. Like, serve Christ, reap for the Spirit, and you'll give eternal life. If you always focus on yourself and your flesh, it's going to be corruption of yeah. your own flesh. And
2: it's not just what you know. What is focusing on oneself, which is what serving your flesh means. It's it's an obedience to God. It's an obedience to your calling. If you consider yourself a Christ follower, and I think mm-hmm. so many times um, people will say, well, I don't, you know, feel it right now as you were just kind of touching on or um, like they'll focus on what happens based on their obedience and not focus on the obedience. And what's important to remember is you can't measure obedience by the outcome. And so whether it's you're sharing the gospel with someone. Mm-hmm. And you know, you give the clearest gospel presentation of your entire life. You know, like you're like, oh my gosh, like Billy Graham's not even stepping up to this <laughs> one. But this person is like, you know, well, whatever. I don't even care what you have to say. Like, you don't, that's not a failure because of the outcome. Right. No, it's an obedience to God. And obedience to God is a success no matter what the outcome. And you have to trust yeah. that you're planting exactly. seeds. I, I fiery,
1: that. That's yeah. a great point.
4: Yeah, I, exactly.
1: We um this is something cool. So we invited a family of ours that lives in our neighborhood mm-hmm. and um i don't even know if i talked to you about this yet but we talked to the pool with his wife and they uh they're catholic and you know what i'm <laughs> talking about and they um and so we just kind of like we didn't present the gospel but mm-hmm. we talked about jesus in a way that she didn't understand jesus sure. anyway give it a month right like, just come to church one time it'll be fun uh whatever um about a month later they came to church they've come a couple times and then he reached out to you vernon and said, I want to know more about this. Will you come mm-hmm. back to my home and talk to me about this? And um, it was almost like it it's it seeds. We mm-hmm. were obedient at the pool. We didn't even know what we were doing, but we just said, just talk about Jesus, invite her to church. That led to them coming a couple of times, conversation with the husband about the son, right. who's uh, nine years old, never been in church before, and now is like in. And from his words, kind of experience something brand new, but it's intriguing him. Mm. It's just obedience, and you never know the outcome, but it was funny that Shell and I were able to kind of plant some seeds. Vernon's been able to plant some seeds, and now we're kind of see them grow in Amen. the Lord.
3: That is so, that's so neat. And I, but I think that doesn't happen without you serving others, right? And that's mm. exactly what you guys did. And it's funny. Some of them praying for this family when I met them in mm. the neighborhood. Um, and little did I know God was going to be bringing them to you guys at the pool, you know, like yeah. just how the Lord's doing all this work. So anyways, I, I think there's, as you said, um, Liam, um, we don't we don't measure the results um, or measure the the success of obedience by the results that take place. But we're just to be obedient and trust God with the results. And I feel like God is always working. But honestly, at the end of the day, as the Lord is continuing to work in our hearts, I think it will always work reflect itself in serving Mm -hmm. others in some way. Well, and
0: one of the things, Ryan, when you read that particular verse about, uh, you know, when you uh, sow to the flesh, Mm -hmm. you reap destruction or death. And I'll say a lot of us have, you, even Christ followers, we reap death in our lives. We do things that produce rotten fruit literally mm, and this talks about this idea that when we sow to the spirit we reap eternal life and i was just thinking mm-hmm. about how many people you're talking about like pushing through even if you don't feel like doing mm-hmm. this or whatever how many times we are dealing with anxiety or depression or sadness or all these kinds of things that's because a lot of the things that we're doing are reaping destruction wow. right they're reaping mm-hmm. death in our lives that's and good. if we sow eternal things so even if you're in a place where you're feeling sad or depressed or anxious get out of your own body bubble and serving yourself mm. with these destructive mm. things and move forward in obedience and serve others. Wow. And I do right. think that you will reap a turn just the way you can reap death in your life. Mm-hmm. I think you will reap that life. I and would, so many amen. of us need more life in our yeah, lives. Absolutely. Today.
1: And yeah. start with worship, you know, and mm. I don't know why that just came to my mind, but if you are at that place that you just described, Robin, just start with worship mm. and see how that starts transforming your mind. Another part of that this morning was talking about how the devil gets in your ear. Mm-hmm. And so he did de- Get a seat at your table. He doesn't, and I loved how he said it. He don't come with like a bull in a china shop and and run through. No, he just sits down. He's like, Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's tough. Oh, I would. Uh, I would. She don't like you no more. Or yeah. oh, that's a tough area of your life. Mm-hmm. And you just plants seeds, and then you it spirals to a point where I can't get out of this. And the devil tells you, Yeah, you're you're stuck. You can't get out of this. I would just bail. And then uh the point was made. Has God ever told you, you can't make it out of this? Mm-hmm. So if you hear that voice, yeah. that ain't from the mm-hmm. Lord. That is from the devil. So and it, God will always give you a way out if you're faithful in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. start with worship. We sing that song. Fight it on your knees. That's,
2: um, I got two things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, off that, that is, I feel like people think worship is, one, A lot of the times I think it's maybe reserved for church, Mm -hmm. you know, reserved for the Mm -hmm. 30 minutes we, we give it in our, in our service, um, which it isn't worship is a way of life, Mm -hmm. not just something you do, but it's a way that you Mm -hmm. live. But I think what we also forget is, um, I heard a pastor say this about how when the Israelites would go into battle and, uh, if they're at a war or whatever, they would start by singing a song of praise. And so, What do we learn about this? We know that worship is warfare. And so we're learning that the worship, you're giving praises to God. It's like, that's what it means. Like, this is how I fight my battles. It's like, this is what it's talking about. And so there's that. And then also, what are you kind of like feeding yourself? What Robin was just saying. I think that touches back to what you were kind of saying, Ryan, about um, all the time wasted on our phones or whatever it is that could be replaced with um, the things reaping. I mean, sowing of the spirit, but rather things of reaping and sowing of the flesh. And I think a lot of the times we think that, you know, reaping and sowing the flesh means like basically doing the, doing the things that the 10 commandments tell us not to do. So like we're committing adultery, we're watching porn, we're, um, we're, we're murdering someone like, but it's not necessarily that it could just be laziness. It could just Mm be, um, what are you consuming that you don't necessarily think is bad, um, whether it's a show that we're watching or music that we're listening to or whatever um but it's actually creating these things yep. in your brain and i think it's it's summed up to this i think we're so often entertained by the things that jesus died for mm. and so i think what we have to do is garbage in garbage out mm. is is really as simple as it comes down to and so what are you feeding? are you feeding yourself things of the spirit of the things of god or are you feeding consuming things of the flesh and so reap what you sow this is the principle of of the Christian life. Yeah. That
3: is so good. Well, I just got to say, I just got to, and so in line with that and what you shared, Robin, verse 9 of Galatians 6, so we must not get tired of doing good
4: mm.
3: for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. And like, as you mentioned, you know, there are times where we do get tired, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm so grateful because I've had to go to that for so many times over the years. And, and it's like God, through Paul's just from Burning, <laughs> don't, you know what I mean? You're tired, but don't give up. Don't grow weary. And as we reap sow to the Spirit, yeah, we, it's almost—it's a renewing, you know what I mean? Almost mm-hmm. renewed. There's a, I, I just want to, on this part, part I do want to say this, because um, I feel like there might be somebody who needs to hear this 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Um, it says, therefore, and this is written by Paul as well, the same individual who wrote Galatians. It says, therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Mm-hmm. None of what we do in the Lord is in vain. Even when we're tired, Ryan, as you said, kind of pushing through, start with worship, all of what we do for the Lord, none of it is in vain. And that has helped me so much, you
1: know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. One of the, that reminded me just looking at Jesus's life, mm-hmm. right? He fed 5,000 before that, taught a bunch of people. I mean, he's just moving constantly, mm-hmm. Clearly tired, mm-hmm. and what did he do? He retreated, he rested, he, he rested rest. in the Lord, yeah. but also rested by himself. Mm-hmm. And then I don't. immediately after that story, he went out, and that's when Peter walked on water. Mm-hmm. So it's like he needed to get his own rest to be restored in order to see something good in someone else's life, which was one of the pivotal points in Peter's life right. that saw the faith, saw him kind of fail when he took his eyes off of Christ, but picked him back up and restored Peter. Mm-hmm. It's like he needed that, I, I got to rest, but I, I can't give up. I got something else I need to accomplish Amen. and look what it did for Peter moving forward in his Amen. life. But that's a great point too, Vernon. Amen. And
0: Amen. I feel like right. so much of this is about priority mm-hmm. because the truth is you're, we all have room in our lives for things, but we're yeah. filling our lives up. Social media really does give your brain Um, no downtime, even like, I love a podcast, but sometimes like, I just have to like, not put some getting ready in the morning, driving in the car. We're so accustomed to having noise all the time, but you know, are we willing to put God's things in a priority position, even like, I know people have families and I know we like, we love little sports and little people and all those kinds of things. But where, where is your family spending their time? Where Mm. are you spending your time? And does your life reflect Christ is first Mm. or is Christ Mm. go on top of all the other things that you do? And I mean, listen, I, my boys played sports. We love that. I'm not, but, but we do have to think about this idea. Is there margin for those things? Because we all need rest. Rest is good. I, I love a little T V here and there. It's not all bad. Right, yeah. But how are what are we prioritizing yeah, yeah. and where does it fit? That kinda of goes back to yeah. that word opportunity. Have you scheduled time to mm. serve? Schedule mm. and sometimes that's literally like just bringing the neighbor boy down the street to soccer right, practice right. for his mom. Like it doesn't always look like here's my Bible. Let me tell exactly. you the whole story sometimes. And that, that was one of those things that I wrote mm. down on my thing. Mm. Um, you know, when Jesus did his miracles and he served people, um, he often met the tangible need first. Yes. Before he moved to the spiritual need, mm-hmm. he fed them the thing. Mm-hmm. He turned water into wine. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of those things where he. So why do you think it was important to him to do the physical thing first?
1: Man, that's a great question. You know, I, there's obviously a lot of reasons, but it's almost too like. Let, let me show you how I can help you because we're so focused on the physical, mm-hmm. right? That that's we're we're so externally thought. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That we and we almost neglect the inside. So it's Jesus is almost like, I know you're gonna be so distracted by your hunger or mm. your pain or mm. your health or whatever it may be. So let me help you in this area to help one, eliminate distractions, two to show trust. Like I love you and care for you. Mm. Now let me show you what's really important. Once mm-hmm. that's off your mind, now let me change your heart. You know, yeah. that could be one reason. <laughs> mm. yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. I feel like that's so connected, Vernon, to all mm-hmm. of these things that you've lined us for for us to be able to serve people. Mm-hmm. A lot of these are very physical need based. Yeah. And so we start with the physical need, and even a lot of these ministries, that's why I think crisis pregnancy, they help people with their pregnancy. You know, here somebody has maybe the hardest thing of their life. They don't know what they're going to do, and so they meet their physical needs, things like diapers and those kinds of things. And um, tender hearts also, Mm -hmm. you know, um, homeless, people who are struggling, they do such a beautiful job of meeting the physical need, which I feel like gives you the right to speak into the spirit. Exactly. (laughs) It's a trust. You know, there is a trust.
1: When you see, sorry, Bernie, when, when you see, right uh, because I, I care for you, so let me serve you first. Mm-hmm. My words are empty if I don't show you that I care about you. That's mm. building relationships. True. So serve them. Show them the love of Christ and then explain to them the love of Christ. But but Jesus also does it backwards. I mean, he does it another way too because yes. He uh, the the friends lowering the man, he healed him and then, yeah. but that could have been a lesson for the Pharisees. But anyway, it is there is opportunities for both ways. Oh, and but, it can go both yes, ways, absolutely. but I just
0: think it's amazing yeah. that even as we look at him, he starts with
1: A lot of times, yes. You mm-hmm. know,
0: one of my favorite Jesus stories is the one where Lazarus has died mm-hmm. and Jesus shows up and he weeps with even him, though he's just yeah. getting ready to do the miracle mm-hmm, because yeah. he met them emotionally like he he literally cared that they were crying and were right. sad yes. and he had enough compassion even though he was getting ready to fix it, if you will, he still, he wept with them, which yeah. is, you know, part of that beautiful thing. Finding people where they're, and one of the things we always say in counseling is the problem that you think your problem is not really the problem, mm. but we start with the problem that you think is your problem, so then we can move on to what the real problem Tom is. I gotta write that down. <laughs> I gotta write that down.
1: You know See, that's it's, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not <laughs> the
0: problem, <Exactly. laughs> I think it's the problem. I mean,
1: there's yeah. also a theory, right, mm-hmm. that within that story that Jesus wept because he, it's almost a, a weeping out of frustration, mm-hmm. a, a weariness, a tiredness. It's like, what else do I? Because this is Mary and Mark. Like they, they know mm-hmm. Jesus, right? Ugh. And it's almost like a, <laughs> i feel I'm
0: feeling guilt already. No, 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 <laughs> right? No, no. And I don't
1: because I tend to agree more with what how you described it. Rob, but when someone I either read this or something, and I was like, man, that makes sense too. That he's just so like almost frustrated. Like, what else do I have to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's not he's dead. But do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. And I wh- why do you think I came here? What do you think I came here to do? But if you read the story, they're still just like they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're weeping. They're tired because they thought that all hope is lost. And Jesus out of frustration is almost like, no, I'm hope, right? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I'm in front of you. Hope is, so anyway, I could see both sides of that. But. Well,
0: and that's the story of every one of our problems, right? Like, has Jesus not done enough right. for you to Good rest Lord. in him like, now? That's what I'm saying.
1: I, hey, you know,
0: I mean, we literally teach this all day long and all of us are like, oh, I just stubbed my toe oh. on that again.
1: And there, <laughs> oh, I want to look it up now. I don't want to, it's going to take me because isn't there where he kind of snaps at him in that story, um, Talk about something while I look this up. Are you talking
3: about the money chain? Uh, no.
1: no, this is a hold on. I gotta look this up now. I don't. We well, did I think not like mean talks to talk to about the disciples lizes.
0: that way. You know. <laughs> Maybe like, okay. You know, like have you not seen enough already that like yeah?
1: I'll look it up. But uh, sorry, I didn't want to. Okay, so well,
0: so I'll move it in a direction. We'll come yeah, back to yeah. you. So Vernon, was yeah. it was the word relativism that you used on Sunday? Yeah, right. cultural. How did you? Say, yeah. please. So, would you yeah. please say it again? I just said
3: in general, just relativism. Okay,
0: okay. And what do you mean by and, that? And
3: uh, yeah, so what I mean by that, and it, um, <clears throat> I had a young lady after the service uh, come to me afterwards and said, "Would you just share a little bit more about that during the podcast?" So I said, I "Figured, yeah, we we talk about that a little bit." Um, again, I was sharing this in the context of the the uh, message, which uh, quoted uh, Ephesians two eight through ten, talking about um, how we are not saved by good works. Uh, But once we know Christ, once we are saved, uh, we do good works. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're not saved by them, but we're saved for them. And that before the foundation of the world, God had good works uh, laid out for us. So That's a, what a beautiful thing. Um, And that these good works is an extension or an expression of the goodness of God Mm -hmm. and how when we have experienced the goodness of God, now we get to give that off to others. What a beautiful thing. And so as I was trying that, I was like, you know, relativism just came up, popped up in my mind because it is such that goes exactly against what God wants. And so relativism relativism, um, just in a nutshell, pretty much says, What's true for you is true for you, and what's true for me is true for me. Um, there's not really an objective um truth. Um it's Subjective. It can be culturally. It could be like, well, so what's true for that culture is true for that culture. And what's true over here is true over here. So an example I would give, because I like basketball, and um anytime me and Liam or Ryan and Lamar play, I normally dominate all of them. So I'm gonna use an example I heard that from the basketball. Rumor. Yeah, you heard yeah. that. Yes. Um it is definitely Please, a rumor. That is a rumor. That's Vernon's <laughs> true That's Vernon's truth. Exactly. That's my truth. Oh, yeah. That's, Please, true. that's, that's true. a relative truth. That's right. <laughs> the dominate
2: is relative.
4: <laughs>
3: Oh, so true, but let's just say, you know, I'm coming down the court. You know, me, and, uh, no, you know, let's just say me and Liam playing one on one. I cross him up
2: and I go to the <laughs> hole,
3: and right, and, I,
2: and he twists his knee, and
3: I, and I twist my knee, but I go for a layup, and Liam slaps me as I'm going for a layup like, slaps me in the face as I'm going for a layup. And I'm like, dude, what you're doing? That's what I'm oh, talking yeah. Well, okay, you know, that's another story, but that's neither here nor there <laughs> right now, but um. <laughs> go but back to counseling.
0: Can, yeah, all right, <laughs> exactly.
3: go ahead. But I go for the wave. He slaps me or he punches me. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. And he says, what? Where I'm from, we're allowed to punch while you're going up. And I'm saying, well, we don't do that. Street well, ball. Exactly. Right. Well, street ball. Okay. <laughs> so whose truth is true, mm. right? Who is he right or am I right? And that's why in every sport, there's rules. Mm. There's a ref. There's um, something, there's an overarching truth that applies to any and everyone. And so um, the the measure, what we would say as believers, the measure by which we judge goodness is from the one who is good yeah. and who defines what goodness is. Mm-hmm. So relativism is a very dangerous thing um, because it says truth in one sense doesn't exist ultimately. Yeah. And when Jesus Christ, who was God in the flesh, says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me, or when um, Paul says in Timothy that the pillar of the tr- that the church is the pillar of truth, which is Jesus Christ. Then relativism is an attack mm-hmm. on God, right? Yeah, and it says God is not because
1: you can make up, yeah. like you're saying, you can make up your own own rules and own truth. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, we see that in the world today. Right. We All see that. Going into the churches yes. where yes. people want to eliminate some of the Bible, the Word of God, because they think it's their truth or Uh-oh. it's the truth, or God would have never said this. Well, I'm sorry, the Word of God clearly yeah. says different. Exactly. So we don't we don't have the right to determine what is good and what is what is bad. And I love how you pointed that out um, on these notes. We are created for good works, and the it, good originates from God. Yeah. So our measure, our standard of good. Or bad mm-hmm. comes from God's goodness. Yes. Anything exactly. apart from God's goodness is bad, yes. right? Exactly. And
2: that's like, we're even seeing this within the church, and we're seeing this mm-hmm. within just world religions as a thing. The, the term is religious pluralists, mm-hmm. and basically what people are saying is if you believe in a religion, if it works for you, then it's true for you, mm-hmm. you know? Which sounds really cool. It sounds great. It sounds accepting and inclusive. It mm-hmm. um, sounds very tolerant. All the things. Unfortunately, though, that just can't be the case because religions contradict each other. They mm-hmm. say the exact opposite things. Christianity says that Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. Islam, Judaism say that he is not. He's, he's a good moral teacher. He's mm-hmm. a, maybe a good prophet. It can't be both ways. Right. Right. And it's even like um, going to goodness originates from God. It's uh, when I think is is it the rich man who's asking to be Um, one of Jesus' followers, and he says, uh, basically calls Jesus good. Mm -hmm. And he says, why do you call me good? For no one is good except for God. Mm -hmm. And so, only God is good. Mm -hmm. So the goodness originates from God. And the issue with like moral relativism, I read a lot about this. I just read about this in uh, Frank Turk's book last night, um, that it basically says that two things that are contradicting can be true and it's a subjective um, everything is subjective.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Two things that contradict each other can't be true. Can be that's true. what that's oh, what it is. Moral relativism we okay, know okay, that okay, yeah, 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 yeah. right, they right. can't be. Common sense says that right. we can't
2: be. But moral relativism, these people that are yes, it's it's yeah. infiltrating this world today say that it can be in midst. it's a subjective thing based on feelings, circumstances, yeah. or emotions. But here's the thing is like let's check let's take it to the absolute extreme right now. What if Hitler thought that it was his exactly. truth that the Jews deserved to die in the Holocaust, mm. you know? Who's mm. going to tell him that he's wrong? It's just exactly. a matter of opinion. Mm. And so, you know, it's it's Hitler's opinion versus ours. It's a baby torturer's opinion versus versus ours. And so it, there has to be a standard. That's so why I like what you put about the—or what you said about the game, mm. um, a, a basketball game or a football game. There's a set of rules. When do those set of rules get established? Mm. The players don't establish them in the moment, mm. but they are set, set before, outside yeah. of the game when it's being played itself. That's exactly how life works. God has set the rules before this game of life, so to speak, um, is played by us. And so God is the creator. He created goodness. He is the origin of goodness because he is goodness. And so he He gets to make the rules. Touchdown. Yeah,
1: yeah. so basically what, what we're saying is We'll go to the word of god. If you want to know what truth and goodness yes. is, it's all found in the word of god. That is our that is our playbook if you want to call it that for yeah. life. Yeah. Well,
0: and this all relates literally right back to the garden. Like the mm-hmm. one thing that they did was because they didn't trust god, they mm-hmm. ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and relativism yeah. is literally I get to decide My eyes are now open to decide what is good and what is evil. Mm. And that's literally, and that's the height of what we're seeing, especially in our culture right now, is that I decide what is, my eyes are open and I can make the decision as to what's good and what's evil. Mm Yeah. And
1: here's what's hard is, again, the devil is so crafty and tricky. So now any church that stands up for truth on the hot topics of society, whether that's abortion, homosexuality, Pre, uh, premarital sex, whatever it may be, if any church stands up for the truth we find in God's word, now it's that we don't love or show grace or mercy. You know, and it's it's hard. It's a hard balance to make. And so mm. our job then is to give the truth with grace and with love. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks, but true love is giving truth, even though sometimes truth is okay. hard to hear. Mm. If I just allow you to live in your sin. That's not, I don't, I'm not displaying love to you. I'm just letting you just fall away. Yeah. I'll give you truth. But like Liam kind of mentioned earlier, now it's up for you to decide, do I accept this truth or do I live the way I want to live?
2: That's what, what, what Frank Turk always says is if you tell someone what they need to hear, you're actually helping them. But if you tell someone what they want to hear, you're actually helping yourself in order to avoid whatever conflict might arise from them. Um, not necessarily liking what you have to say, even if it is even if it is the truth. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah. uh, yeah.
1: Well, and just another shout out. We we are going to address those hard topics and kind of give our stance, which our stance is very clear. Look at the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to fall away from that at all, even though society tells us And
2: And the thing is, is I feel like so many times even in churches today, when they will talk about these um, quote-unquote hot-button issues, they almost preface the message, like a, almost apologizing for what they're about to say. Like they'll say, um, all this seems is like, we don't have to apologize for what the Bible says. Like God wrote this because it's true. We don't have to yeah. apologize because something is true. We want to give it in love and grace and mercy, just as God has extended those things to us, but we don't have to apologize for what it says because God wrote it and it's, it it is true Amen. and we want to know because we know the standard of truth that God has been so gracious and the holy spirit has been so gracious to preserve these for thousands and thousands of years that we want to extend this truth and and let as many people in on it as possible
1: mm. Mm, 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 mm. love it my
0: god beautiful
1: yeah i don't yeah. know what I was to say yeah, no, no. yeah. No, no. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well,
0: <laughs> so I'm going to ask one more question before we, um, uh, we, we can kind of move on to our Selah moment, so if we'd like to do that. Is there anything, Vernon, that you, from this sermon in particular, that you wanted to sh- say before we kind of move in that direction? Anybody have any last particular thoughts?
3: No, just, um, man, uh, I think as we, ah, man, as we continue to rest in the love of God, right? The scripture tells, says that. We didn't love God first, but he loved Mm -hmm. us. My prayer is that we will be, um, as Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, that we might know how wide and how high and how deep and how long his love is for us. Because when we realize that, um, then it enables us to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And the natural byproduct of that is loving others as ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, that we at New River would be a church that, Man, people see the love of Christ in sharing the truth and love, serving the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, receiving what receiving what God gave you, yeah. knowing you didn't deserve it, mm. and then with that humble heart, passing it on to others. Love it, beautiful, yeah. beautiful.
1: We didn't get.
0: Oh, do you want to come back?
1: No, it's it's probably not. We can, we'll do an actual message on this. How about that cliffhanger?
0: Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> um, cliffhanger. I would love that. But uh, coming soon.
1: Yeah, coming soon. Just uh, a reminder. I guess this is my Selah moment for um, a great job on Sunday. I thought, mm-hmm. man, it's so good for our church to hear that w- we've kind of built the idea of we need to work internally, like, uh, help God help pray that God will help us internally so that we have a heart to work externally. And we're at that point now. Of Vernon's put together an incredible day of serving, which is one of uh, many that we'll have coming up. Uh, but if you're not able to be there that day or are just physically unable to serve, you could serve in other ways. We're asking for people to bring diapers. Um, you want to you talk yeah, about that sure. real Yeah, sure,
3: absolutely. Yeah, so uh, like Ryan said, if you're not able to physically serve on the day, whether because it's limited spots or you're just not able to, there is still a way to serve. And so you can bring um, items to the church, things that we are collecting to support these ministries that we're partnering with. Uh, so we Tender Hearts. um. We need. Uh, they minister to a lot of families and, and even foster families, so they need baby food. What they're really in need of right now is, is baby food, whether that's uh, jarred baby food or formula or just baby food in general. They, that would be a blessing to them, they shared. Also as well, <clears throat> diapers sizes three to six. Now, Palmetto Women's Center, uh, which is a crisis pregnancy center, they need diapers as well, sizes three to six. And so we're asking uh, everybody to please bring a bunch of diapers. because so We're also going to use the, those diapers as well to help in the free diaper giveaway on Saturday, Saturday September the 24th mm. as well um, to uh, uh, mothers in need um, and their children in need. So um, that would be wonderful. Also, with the community fridge in um, Clover, uh, again, because of the economy, and so much of prices going up, there has been an increase of individuals going to that Clover community fridge and getting food. And so a lot of what they used to have is being depleted much quicker. And so we're taking up, through the month of September, uh, taking up non-perishable food items um, to deliver to the community fridge as well so they could have um, some more in their storage as well as, as for the fridge. Um, a lot, of, a lot There's more. There's other items as well. A lot of this, you can just go to our website, newriver.church and see the online form of um, uh, donations needed. Or you could also just stop by the overflow on a Sunday morning and you can grab a, a sheet that has this information on, on on it as well. But we want to see that lobby, um, man, we want to see it stacked up and we want to be able to serve our community and help others in need.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. Just follow up that. So yeah. newriver.church, you can find it on there. newriver.church slash outreach is the, Uh, direct page. You could find uh, the donation list and all that stuff there. Um, Also, I would encourage you, if you don't right now, follow us on Facebook or Instagram, something like that. Um, Our communications director, Sally, does an incredible job of getting just word out, but more specifically on uh, this topic we're talking about. She'll put more about the donations. We know it was a lot, but um, the Lord's got a lot planned, so we wanted Mm -hmm. to get this out right now, so you can follow up with all this and go read it if you go to our website. Awesome,
2: awesome. Um, I guess my say law is I wanted to read uh, just a few verses from James two fourteen through 17. Um, and it says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And this might seem like a contradiction to those verses in Ephesians, you know, the by grace through faith, um, so that it's not by our good works so that no one may boast. Um, it actually enforces that, in, that in, in the theme of this being the overflow podcast, um, because we want our lives to be an overflow of the love that Christ has given us, the good works that we do, those things, clothing um, the needy, feeding the hungry, helping the widows and orphans, what true ministry is, as the Bible talks about, that should be an overflow. The good works are an overflow of the faith that we have in Christ. And so that's kind of the, I think, should be you know the way that we approach our lives and how we think about serving.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. Beautiful. Um, for me, I was thinking this morning about, and I've been around at New River for a pretty long time, but um, our mission is always to lead people in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, I used to be a school teacher, and when I was a school teacher, I always said, you don't judge a school teacher by how well they teach, which is mm-hmm. how they do. They they'd observe you teach, but you can see how good a teacher is by how much their students know, mm-hmm. right? Uh. And so as we are leading people in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, I just feel like... Uh, since maybe spring we're just the people are following right like how do you judge how well we're leading like look how the people are following and their enthusiasm to serve and their excitement their growing worship Brian which we've been talking about the people are so all in and um of course it's only god who can draw them but the leading is judged by the following and the people mm. are just moving in a new direction and god is moving in their hearts and it's just Amen. i think it's just amazing mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Exciting times for sure. Um, can't awesome. wait to see what the Lord's going to get. do. Any last do. thoughts for today? What do you think the smartest animal is? <laughs> um,
2: isn't this proven? Isn't it an elephant? Yes, yeah, I've heard an right? elephant. Mm-hmm. They
1: just think they got the biggest brain. Right? Smallest, brain. Smallest, brain. They got the smallest brain. Honestly, right? I think I it's a dog. Have, have, a have, a dog. have you heard this
0: expression, work like a dog?
1: What if it's... Have you, a, have have you, a dog's pretty uh, smart. If you
0: got a dog,
2: monkeys, monkeys around, Gorillas have learned sign language, though. It isn't that easy to get us
0: up uh, we love Ryan. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on the Overflow podcast. Uh, Sally Peavy, we love you. She will be back uh, leading us again next week. Um, and we look forward to seeing you all in Turtown Sunday.
1: Does my face look funny to you? Funny subject.
3: Thank Yes. Exactly.
1: Comedy and as the as
3: end.
4: <laughs> dark Skin. Bye. bye.
2: Right <laughs>
4: Thank you for joining us for this House of Miracles conversation. This series is happening all summer and we're sharing stories of the miracle working power of God from people right here within our New River family. If you have a story of a miracle that God has worked in your life, we want to hear it. Go to newriver.church
3: forward slash stories to submit yours today. We love you, New River. We'll talk to you next week on the Overflow podcast.